I can't remember the last time I've had a conversation with someone who doesn't really listen to music or, you know, at least someone who doesn't even have a favorite song or band music for me. It's, it's been a crazy part of my life ever since I was a little kid. My entire dad's side of my family knows how to play the guitar. I was constantly surrounded by music solely just because they were playing in the house, anything like that. And that's what really drove me into music. It was classic rock. That's what I started out with. And I've also found that over time, music has been such a great conversation starter, something to bond with people about, you know, while networking, some, you know, a commonality that you can get. And uh, it's also been something that my closest friends and I can all chat about. We can get super geeky about it. And I love that. Um, so now if you, if you couldn't tell already, this, uh, this podcast episode is going to be surrounding music, the world of business around music as well. And if it's your first time tuning in, or if you're back to listen to another episode, welcome to no alternative. This is a podcast dedicated to, to discussing business, finance, real estate, and lifestyle related topics and stories. I'm your host, Jordan Avitan. And today I have a super dope guest to bring on the show. I'm stoked. He's one of my longtime homies. He's a DJ. He's a marketing whiz. He's he knows the business stuff. He's a producer. He's uh, you know he's he's been all over the block, and that's that's my homie Hayden Burton. Welcome to the show, man. I'm really excited to do this, man. Hello, sir. How are you today? Oh, absolutely loving <laughs> it, man. Loving it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear yeah. it. Thanks for just thanks for all the, the titles. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean. A man of many talents, and it always makes for really good conversation. Um, but there were podcasting <laughs> or just shooting the shit. Um, so yeah, yeah I uh, I want to dive right into it. I want to I want to get the goods. Um, I've got some questions that I prepared for Hayden here, um, and I'm excited to hear his answers regarding these as well. There's kind of the theme. I want to start the first half off, and him and I discussed it beforehand where. This could be a two-parter. This, you know, it, it all depends on how long we talk for. But the first three questions I'm gonna ask him are gonna be regarding, you know, personal taste and influence in music and kind of going into questions about that. And then it kind of goes more into collaboration and um societal questions with music and you know, just future forward questions. Um, and that's kind of the theme we're gonna be going off of. So for the first question, I wanna start off. Um, with a doozy, it's a, it's a deep oh, one, but it's a good one. And, uh, I'm curious, Hayden, how has your personal taste in music influenced your approach to producing and DJ, especially, you know, when it comes to blending different genres together, whether that be in a beat or live in front of an audience, when you're, when you're shifting the discs, whatever. <laughs> uh, that is a loaded question. Yeah. We can break um, it down. Yeah, I, as far as my personal taste in music, I kind of just, I don't know, it's, it's a bit all over the map. I, uh, I, <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big fan of hip hop. I, hip hop mm-hmm. is probably my first love. That's why I started, started actually making music with, I, uh, I've been playing guitar for a very long time. I started playing guitar when I was like grade three or something, taking guitar lessons, shout out Wentworth Music and yeah um, local business yeah uh killing it and i've been renting a lot of stuff from them recently but uh uh it's been like as far as how it influences me i think i just like i listen to what i like and it doesn't really matter like i don't know because i have artists i I have artists I, i like as well but 
<laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know how to answer this question. This is a very loaded question. We I saw this question. Let's, let's, yeah, it, it is pretty loaded. It, you so got to bring it down a little. All right, let's me. go. Let's go. Let's go first part. So how has your personal taste in music influenced your approach to production and DJing? So like simplifying it, um, you know, the music that you listen to, that you love to listen to, how would you say that plays into the beats that you make? Like, do you find that you're listening to music and you suddenly just get inspired and like it really, you find that certain beats you listen back to, would you say they have influence from certain artists or songs, like depending yeah. on what you listen to? Yeah, I definitely like I I'm a big sample fan. I I love sampling. It's probably what I use most in production is sampling and repurposing sound and trying to make it sound unique and I feel like I it, you can't do that without having tastes of other types of music whether it's like like some 70 60s or 70s soul record or something that I found or whatever whatever it is like you can you can you can never i don't think there's any more original ideas at this point every chord progression has been used everything like every melody has been tried it's but that doesn't mean you can't there's different combinations of it combinations of it and i think taking multiple tastes from different artists and different genres and different styles is uh you can blend it together to make something new, but everything's stolen from somewhere. Everything. Oh yeah. Well, even, even the artists that you're getting like inspiration from, they're stealing it from somebody else. Oh like, yeah, literally, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, they, like so many artists just straight up say it. It's like, it, but the, their thing is like what you said, it's not stealing, it's repurposing, right? No, it's not. It, I, I, there's this, there's a very, like, that's a very gray area in a producer community is, um, sampling and like getting clearance on stuff and records will come out and not have clearance and you can get away with it until you start getting a certain amount of listens and views and money from this but and especially with like ai stuff now it's like you can use a half half of a second of a sample and some of these some of these bots can pick it out and like know exactly there's been so many in the last like two years there's been so many samples that have been found that nobody even realized off even like mf doom's album even off like doomsday there's so many samples that people never even realized until these like ai bots have come and dug it out and been like oh yeah this is from this song and it's like right here in this song is like holy shit but there's yeah, websites now that are super sweet like tracklib that make them that make the process like fairly simple for you and it's like because the clearance you get the clearance right through the site and it's like most of the time it's pretty affordable unless you're paying for a well-known song but yeah it's always interesting to me um and i guess just in case for anyone i, I feel like m most people know generally what sampling is but just for someone who doesn't know it's it's pretty much when we say repurposing sound it's taking a certain part from another artist's song then usually like hayden said a lot of artists use like 60 70 soul samples and uh they'll take parts of that song and then they'll repurpose it by either you know chopping it or fucking with the pitch or like any anything like that is a is what a sample would be considered and i mean most of the songs you listen to are probably 
I mean, definitely have samples in them in some way. It's not even just lyrics, you know, it can be drums or it can be virtually anything. But what I was going to say is it's so interesting, even when like really large artists repurpose the same sample, like something for me that was cool was, um, when Amine, he put out Limbo and God, was that like, I think that was 2020. Um, he put out Limbo and it had Can't Decide on it. And then J. Cole put out The Offseason and On Pride is the Devil with Lil yeah. Baby. It's the exact same sample, same year. I can't remember albums. what it is. I can't remember um, what it is. It's been used a couple times since too. Yeah. And I can hear it in my head, but I can't remember who it's by. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's, and it's honestly one of my favorite parts about music, especially hip hop music. Because yeah, I think I think it's just I think it's so cool. It's a whole separate art, right? Like people use it as a whole separate instrument, and it's uh, it's really amazing. I think, and I think there shouldn't be it shouldn't be such a gray area, and I think that it sh people should be like a little lighter on that kind of stuff. You know, I always compare. I I, I or not I always compare. I actually heard this this comparison very very recently, and it kind of blew my mind because I was like, oh. That, uh, sorry, there's a peacock staring into my window right now. Um, <laughs> uh, the comparison of video games and how Twitch streamers can stream whole video games, like whole 10 hour, 11 hour, 12 hour campaigns, even longer, and it's never an issue. But as soon as they play a song that's by an artist that has it copyrighted, it's like, not a, no monetization yeah, yeah no monetization nothing and it's like i know i i get it and i shouldn't be arguing this or this because artists need to be paid their dues but it, it is it is interesting when companies that are making whole stories and spending hour like way more time than it takes to make a song and they're spending like years and years on this and yeah, like it's GTA 6. There's, there's like well even even like I don't know. They were talking about about the new Star Wars game because people were having trouble with it. But it's like, yeah, you can stream the whole game, the whole story, every single thing. Nothing, no lashback from any of these companies. Because I guess you can experience. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's same very thing. interesting. It's a gray area. It's interesting to me. That it's is very interesting. interesting. Yeah. But anyways, we're off topic now. What are we talking about? Like <laughs> we ramble, we ramble. Um. <laughs> No, yeah, just it, it was cool. It was literally right on the question about like genre, like blending different genres of music together and how it influences what you kind of make. And, you know, your beats are, well, I mean, consistent in the sense of always improving and learning new things, but they're always so different from each other depending on what you're listening to, which I find is super cool. Um, and it just shows that creative process and, you know, ideas flowing and, it reflects different times in your life, which I think is super unique and it's a really good thing to have. Um, and kind of with that, another another question I had and same thing, we'll, we'll break her down because it's a little bit of a larger one. Not not really, but we got it. Um, <laughs> you know, my, with my your tiny brain can't take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with your relationship with like music, you know, like just you're connected, like how connected you are with different genres and what it, you know, memories or influences that it has on your life um you know with it changing over time what role does it play in kind of shaping who you are like it who you want to represent yourself as in like the music scene whether that be production wise um when you're djing anything you know 
there's a, there's always first impressions. Like, you know, if you're on, if someone's, you know, at your show or anything and they haven't heard you before and the music that you're playing there and, you know, mixing is going to kind of show to them at least, you know, what, what kind of producer, what kind of DJ you are. And, um, you know, how has that changed over time? You know, whether that can be constant or spread out. Hmm. Well, you know, I have to be honest, I haven't been DJing for too, too long. I've only been DJing for about a year and a half now and I, I love it and I, I am getting better at it. But for me, DJing is kind of, it's kind of like, it depends on the situation and the people a lot. And it's nice when you get a crowd because you can tell a lot easier, like what they're feeling and what they're not. But it's also nice to be like, I don't know, like a, like a background person too, and just playing the music you love and not really caring about crowd pleasing as well too, which is super nice. I kind of, I, I kind of, I like to mix the music I love with songs that I know people people will enjoy, because like I don't know, it's uh for DJ for DJing it like over time I wouldn't say I don't know, I'm still growing my library of songs to be honest with you. It's only it's only been a year of me like really collecting and collecting for music I think that would hit in a situation in different situations, but as far as production goes, it's very like it's been very uh, I I've started to focus more on like texture and feeling. And I think that's like really important and what a, a lot of people when they're first starting to produce, like it, it's you, you can, like you want sounds that are super present and super upfront and super catchy, but you also need sounds to complement that that you can barely hear, that you can also like feel. And I feel like that's something that's like really, really been, uh, like a realization that's pushed me forward in that sense. As well as like doing different genres now, like especially like doing stuff with Cali and doing stuff with um, uh, Slade and Alex and doing more singer songwriter and doing more like alt rock stuff. Like it's been uh, you change your perspective on things a lot and how to how to attack and how different genres are also mixed. Like in a hip hop song, you want the kick to be like super super upfront and punchy, but in like a rock song or a pop song like it can be but sometimes sometimes it doesn't need to be as present and isn't the backbone whereas like the snare and the bass and the the hi-hats are the backbone and the kick is kind of the kick is obviously there and obviously still punchy or else you've messed it up but uh yeah so it's just di how different different genres are, are are mixed as well is something that i am like coming to realize more and how to attack different songs and how to pick your reference tracks. Reference reference tracks are super important. I've been doing a lot of that recently where you just got to listen to new music and listen to stuff you haven't listened to before and then you'll get better. That's a, one of the biggest things is just listening to more music and listening to to stuff that you've like you wouldn't normally listen to but you can like give it a shot and have an open mind to it and yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how things have evolved, pretty much. I think in the last more recent years, the layer thing that you said, like just adding depth to songs, and 
Yeah. You know, focusing on little things that, you know, maybe the average listener wouldn't notice, but someone who's really, they've got headphones on, they're really focused, they're concentrated, and they're they're really taking it in. Those layers just can really create such a connection with the song, you know? Um, it sounds it sounds so weird, but a perfect example, and if you've heard the song, you'll I feel like you'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but if you haven't, you should definitely go check it out, and I think you'll see what I'm saying. But it's it's Mirror by Kendrick Lamar. That that song, just the way the chords are structured, and the layout of the song, and the way the vocals are mixed, it just feels so textured. You know, it just feels so warm and like deep and just so much to it and it just really like absorbs you into it it just like comes around you and you can really connect with the song when it has that you know like there's a, just songs that i'll listen to when i go to the gym and not that they're not great songs but it's just like yeah like this gets me going but songs like that man it's really there's a connection with that i feel and it i just, don't know if you it, get that as it well just makes, but... like honestly little things make other things feel more purposeful like whether whether it's uh like a a texture of some sort, people talking, a tape recorder, waves, whatever kind of background ways you can think of or find. It makes simple shit seem much more intentional. That's one thing I like shout out fucking Kenny Beats because uh, that's one thing he he said where it's like if you have a simple beat, like you got just throw some textures in there and see how it fills it out and it makes it um yeah again makes shit feel more purposeful and like a lot of the time it will help other things like sit in more and feel more uh um uh how do i say this synced up maybe even if it's like quite loose yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah it helps connect everything together yeah it's like like a connection thing and it's also like it's ear candy like pretty much it's really ear candy and i don't know the the little things that people can like kind of pick out and kind of recognize kind of make the things that are up front seem super super glorious yeah Yeah. i just i think it it i always appreciate when i hear that even if it's like a little ad lib or some little thing that i never noticed before until i like had my headphones both in a little bit louder and i'm like wow like that's really cool that they put that in there you know like it's just it just really can Indeed. add to a song yeah, exactly exactly with, uh, with that as well um kind of similar to the last question but more focused on like not so much about what the like music is influencing you to produce but personal life do you find that when you're making beats there's a lot of emotion that goes into it based on like you know, how your day might have went, what circumstances might be going on in your life. You know, if you're feeling a little bit down, do you find like the beats you make aren't as favorable, like in the long run, or do you find like they're more, you know, like low key or sad or melancholy, like stuff like that? Would you find you really, your emotions affect your production style a lot? I like this question. Um, Obviously, when I'm having a bad time, I get in a rut and I don't make shit and it's not fun and it's awful and I feel terrible for not making shit. However, 
otherwise no not really like i can go in i can go into it like blank project looking at that and i can go into it thinking i'm gonna make something and then dig through find something completely different and like make something that i wasn't even intending like i'll be going in making like an isaiah rashad beat like i want to make something smooth and then i find this sample and i end up making like a four on the floor kind of funky beat like something like that and it's like yeah well that's I've not been, what i I've wanted to make for that the, yeah oh yeah totally 100 <laughs> percent. it happens all the time and i think that's like something i just have to accept when i'm working by myself but when it comes to working with other people sorry i just gotta shut my key down sorry bit um, when it comes to working with other people, yes, 100%. It's the conversations you're having. It's the people you're with. It's the shit that's going on in life. And you Live are in the room. Yeah. So, like, by myself, if I'm writing a beat, no. If I'm writing a song with somebody, yes, for sure. 100%. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, that is cool. I, I, I was would thinking... find that on your own, I, I would think it would be the opposite um, cause I feel like if you're with people, it's just like, oh, this is kind of what I want to do. And then you do that or you go off track, but like an individually be more like personal, but that's cool that it's kind of like the other way around. It is very much for me. Cause you know me, I'm like the most extroverted person and I love people. <laughs> like people give me energy. That's, and yeah. I think I, I match energies like well enough to the point where it's like, okay, if somebody's like having a great time, for example, like they're like, yeah, everything in life is going well right now. I'm like feeling on top of the world. It's like, all right, let's fucking, let's do something about that. Or it's like people come to me as like the, um, Slade wrote, wrote a, uh, break or the Slade wrote a break, break, a, break, a, blah, 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 a breakup song about his buddy. And we kind of like turned it into this little, I don't know, rock, alt rock thing. And it was, it's like just matching people's energy I think is really important because so I, I like that it's kind of that way because when I'm with myself, I feel like I'm more unpredictable. But when I'm with other people, I'm like I can match the vibe and kind of understand what they're trying to get across. Maybe. I don't know. Very yeah. cool. Interesting. You can read. I feel like you can really read people well if you know when you say you can match their emotions and like the tone yeah. of the room and stuff like that and that's it's a always, very good skill to have it's always something i strive to get better at as well and i think yeah it's i mean very, interaction very is so huge yeah especially in like in the music industry it's a lot of networking and putting yourself out there you kind of have to be you know constantly talking to people and stuff like that and say same with real estate as well it's like you got to create your own leads and you got to network and you got to, you got to work with people be a person for the people. <laughs> and, and it's, it's something you can very much practice too. Like it's mm -hmm. one thing. And I think sometimes situations like force you into it. Cause I, I remember working like at Orchard Ford or something, washing cars where I was by myself all day, bike to work, bike home, see maybe a friend. And I remember like literally losing my ability to talk to people. And now I'm like serving or I started working at Mr. Loop and was talking to people all day and dealing with customers. And it's something you totally get better at with just practice. And it's something you can totally lose when, when uh, you don't do it. And that's why I think COVID 
such a I was gonna say such the a big deal, thing, yeah. uh, such a big deal of of that kind of stuff because I don't know, and it's something pe- people don't really talk about, but it's like being able to speak to people and have a normal conversation and be friendly enough where people like you and want to see you again and want you in the room is now a marketable skill. Very much so. It's a marketable skill because a lot of times there's people that don't have that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's, it is something you can practice. Yeah, or, well, what do you think when, when I, you know, when I become licensed and think, and just to put this kind of an example or perspective, when I become licensed and I'm sending, you know, these magazines out or these cards out or the business card that I've designed and like, the podcast that I'm doing right now or any, any future content creation, what do you, what do you think I'm trying to sell? What do you think I'm trying to market? It's, it's not the homes. It's, you know, what, what's the, what's the main thing that I'm trying to get through with this message and like have people, you know, the thing that's going to draw people back and that's yourself. That's me. That's exactly right. You have to, you're, you're really got to sell yourself, especially in an industry where it's all about networking. Like, why is someone going to choose me over the person who's been in the business 20 to 30 more years than me um, with all this experience and stuff? But why are they going to choose me over them? Right. And I need to, I want it. It's a skill. You have to be able to prove that to people and be confident about it. There's, there's the difference between just, you know, saying, yeah, I, I have this experience, but if you're not confident when you say it and stand tall and really sell yourself and connect with people, it's it it's it's really difficult and it's for a lot of jobs you know um in the arts it's for a lot of jobs yeah nowadays especially with social media too yeah exactly you called me at the beginning of the show you called me a a marketing whiz but i am i am not the marketing whiz that is something that is a skill area i need to to get better at because i don't know i just following especially following a lot of artists you see how relentless people are and it's like they stick in your brain. They totally do because they're they're there when you're scrolling. And it's, you know, you, and some of it's good. Like there's a page. I use a program called Logic. And there's a page on Instagram. Her name is Seeds. And she does like little Logic tutorials. And they're really fucking good. And, and she makes like one daily pretty much. And it's like, holy. Like they're. They they range from anywhere to fifteen to seconds to like a minute and a half. So it's like it's not too too hard to make, but it's just you have to research and find those things to find and make an interesting video every day. And that is something that is a skill that you kind of need to have these days, especially in something like music, because that's how you get on the map to people other than in your city, and that's what's gonna lead you to bigger connections and more people so it's a very important thing yeah see and that's why i disagree with what you said i feel like you sometimes i think you have really really great ideas and you know the the backbone of marketing i mean you did do a year of business school like i think you do have that knowledge and know what you have to do just the execution is is it's difficult to do it's a lot of commitment and it takes a lot of time and there's so many different ways that you can do things and so many different creators out there that is really, it, it, it almost can be demoralizing at times because you're, oh, yeah. for sure. It's, there's so much and already out there. Also just like as a massive sound nerd, like that's what I want to spend my time doing. Like that's why I always, before I make a track or before I make guitar presets or before I 
try and learn something. I'm not thinking about turning on a camera. I just kind of do it. But it's like yeah. there is moments in there for sure where it's like, oh, if a camera was on, it'd be it'd be probably something interesting. It would be interesting to a group of people. So just something I need to get better at and uh, execute more on. And I think that'll come too. Uh, I think, yeah, being behind like the lens of a, or sorry, I guess in front of the lens of a camera, it's, it's a skill to have too, man. It's, it's not easy. Like it just, it, to start it off, it feels very unnatural and we're already such like hard critiques of ourselves. So audio is one thing, but video is a whole nother thing. Like that's you, right? Like it's, it's tough. You, You know, I, there's a reason I haven't like posted on Instagram. It's in like, you know, seven months now. And not that that's like, an, like a now a really long amount of time, but I just don't like, it is have in the social media nice, world. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I don't have anything like the nice parts of my life that I want to show off. Nothing like, and a big reason for that is just like, I don't take as many photos or videos as I should. And I guess that's, that's double edged because for content purposes, yeah, I definitely should be taking more stuff like that. But I'm also kind of just like living in the moment. I found from like high school compared to now, I might, you know, I, I might still have a problem with being on my phone a lot or scrolling through social media and stuff, but I definitely am not like feeling the urge to have to record every single part of my life, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like a there's fine a balance, balance, right? It's, it's, it's a balance. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. For Instagram's sure. still something that like I, like the marketing thing I said, it's like, I know what I have to do and I, and I can't execute it if I want to, but I'm very, I'm a very tough critique of myself and like, I only want to put out the best stuff. And I think that holds me back sometimes from just going out and doing it. I think and the biggest it, thing yep. is just doing it right. But I'm like, Oh, I don't have the right equipment. I need to go spend all my money on this. And sure. Like a lot of it is essential to kind of get going and investing in yourself. But like, you know, I'm like making excuses about like not doing something because I don't have like this $400 thing when I could realistically do it without it, you know, like I could start filming without a gimbal, <laughs> you know, I definitely can. It's just, you know, I'm like, Oh, but it, it would be so much better. You know, I don't, I'd rather start on a high note. Yeah. There's, there is a line that I think about that with sending, sending out beats too. Right. Cause I, I'll oftentimes I will even send out beats. And I'm like, that wasn't finished, but it sounds reasonable. And if they pick this one, it's not going to probably change much. So it's like stuff like that, right? Where, where it's debate on whether it just sits on the hard drive until you decide to come back and work on it and make it usable or, exactly. or it just sits there forever and you never use it. Yeah. And then eventually you go back to it one day and you're like, Oh, Oh, yeah. it's time to delete this or you yeah. just leave it there for another year. <laughs> the yeah. amount of unfinished projects, man. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've answered the first three questions that I had written down three out of six. Um, and this was about the halfway point I was thinking. Um, what I want to do is I think we're going to cut the episode off here. We'll, we'll split this into two parts and have the second part release in the near future. And that'll be more up the alley of, like I mentioned at the start, collaboration, um, talking about, you know, society, music, gratification, um, and then also kind of just looking beyond the immediate future and like long-term stuff. That's all going to come in the next part of this episode. Uh, and yeah, I, this was, this was a great start to the first discussion. I knew we'd probably ramble off and start kind of talking more about music nerdy stuff just cause I yeah. mean, it's a passion oh, yeah. for both you and I, I like it's, it's crazy 
has a huge part in both of our lives. Yours, I mean, obviously, especially it's, you know, it's every single day. <laughs> Couldn't see it's my every life waking minute. Yeah. Every waking minute. Um, but yeah, that was great. I was stoked about how that one went and yeah, we'll come back soon with part two and the topics I top talked about. Um, but thanks so much for doing this first part with me. I'm stoked to get the second part out in the near future for everyone as well. And for everyone that's tuning in, thank you for listening. Huge shout out to my boy, Hayden Burton. Um, you might better know him as his producer hey. tag and his artist name, Romeo. Uh, man, that, that, that name's always so dope. Is dope. Um, but yeah, make sure you go give him a, go check him out on Instagram. Hayden, you want to give yourself a shameless plug before we get off this joint? Uh, Instagram, it's Romeo World and uh, World W R L D. Oh no, it's actually Baby. just R- Romeo World now. There yeah, you go, he changed Romeo, it up. Romeo World W R L D. Yeah, and uh, Sweet. I have yeah. beats on my YouTube under Romeo Beats. If you want to go look at beats, and yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, man, he's got some good one. He's got some good ones on there. Like I'm. I, I, you gotta just, sometimes it's nice to just, yeah, yeah, listen, listen to instrumentals and, uh, just, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy the production. Like we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you guys go check him out. Super dope guy and super talented artist and mix of everything I said at the start. And thank you so much for tuning in to the No Alternative podcast. I will see you guys next time.